You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 156, recorded October 2nd, 2022. The topic for this episode is Shattered Suns, Part 1. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elmist. I'm just here. You're just here. That's awful. Well, hello, <laughs> just here. I'm also just here. Um, so just so there's no confusion, I'll be here and you be also. Okay. I mean, I guess we <laughs> could just end the episode now. Bump, bump, bump. Goodbye. Whatever. <laughs> I'll just hit stop. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Play the outro music now. Any hoozle. Any. Oh, I say that word. Um, we encourage feedback that can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at com. You can leave us a five star review. That's the correct number of stars wherever you can find the podcast. Except for Spotify, which isn't giving people notifications that the episode came out. So fuck you, Spotify. Fuck you, Spotify. Um, fuck you, Spotify. We haven't done that in a while. Fuck you, Spotify. Um, you can also find us uh, in our Discord, which is discord.gg slash lorehub. Uh, there's also a link in the episode description. That's really hard to find on iPhones. So just go to what I told you. That's easier. I forgot how to do this. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Uh, every little bit helps. We really do appreciate every dollar slash whatever form of currency you can give us. So thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, especially in this monetary climate, which is garbage right now. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. You can also find our info on the lorenetwork.com. Clown. Clown. I thought you were just going to say dot clown. Dot clown. I mean, that's how I feel sometimes. Alongside many impressive lore content creators. Um, I didn't check if we were still there. That was Elmas' job, so. Oh, crap. Oh, you, you forgot, didn't you? <laughs> Elmas, you had one job. I'm really disappointed in you. That was so not right. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's been a hectic week. That's true. That's true. With, How about we talk about it yeah. during this swoggle? Cool. Absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, we have monthly subscribers on Ko-Fi, which you can also do by going to ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. So thank you to Valor Agna and uh, Unnamed Guardian. Um... So we actually have monthly tiers now set up. So if you'd like to join as one of our hidden, which they are as a monthly subscribers um, or get your very own shout out on the podcast each month, you can tell us whatever you want to shout out. You can send us DMs. There are all sorts of things. Um, 
We are also setting up the ability to look at all of our show notes if that is something you really want to do. Because boy, do we have some weird shit written down in these. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we're trying to figure out how to do all of that to give you access to all of our stuff um, for the low, low price of not very much money. So that's set up on our Ko-Fi. We decided to use that over Patreon because it was just better because it's already set up. You can find all the information over there. It'll be fleshed out over the next few weeks. Uh, If you have any questions, you can ask us in our Discord or on Twitter. Those two places, which I already mentioned. I'm super good at this. I thought you were going to go over the podcast info again. Nope. (laughs) They've already got it. They know where to find us. (laughs) Nice. We have some TWAB stuff to talk about, I guess. TWAB was super light this week. Yeah. Like, the only thing we really saw was a preview for patch notes. Which is weird. Well, and and they're like, hey, do you know what? Here's some patch notes previews. I'm like, what? What is this? I think it was because there wasn't anything noteworthy. So they were like, "Uh, we have to have something. It's like there's nothing noteworthy. So here's something that could possibly be noteworthy for next week, question mark. Which is actually good changes that they're going to make. But like it should have been implemented with the season itself early on. Yeah. Um. The first one says to alleviate some of the pressure in acquiring season of plunder weapon patterns, the double perk weapon spoils crew upgrade. That is a mouthful. We'll now give you a deep sight modded weapon the first time you focus a weapon each week, which I feel like it should have done in the first place. Right. We had that in Season of the Haunted. We had that in Season of the Risen. Right. I don't know why it wasn't a thing here. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, this uh, group, like they switch. There are two seasonal groups essentially that work on the seasons and this like this seasonal team worked on season of the chosen so it's not like they didn't do that right so i'm just like really confused right like i'm I'm looking at the war table right now and there is a a perk called deep sight requisition the first time you decrypt an umbral engram into a seasonal weapon each week it will have deep sight resonance right so like it's it's not like the team hasn't seen this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it it's weird that it wasn't a thing to begin with. It's gonna be good that it's now gonna be a thing. Right. Right. Um the next one was uh the deep sight modded weapon from the hidden compartment crew upgrade will now appropriately refresh at the weekly reset. For those not in the know, the first First catch crash mission completed each week rewards a weapon with deep sight resonance. From my understanding, the way that this had previously worked is it was just the first catch crash you did after getting that perk. And then it just didn't refresh. Like. (laughs) That's weird. That would frustrate the crap out of me. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got one. Thanks. Thanks. Cool. Right. So that is a bug that definitely should have been at each weekly reset. Yeah. I don't think that that perk was early on in the season. I think it was unlocked in some of the later weeks. Mm -hmm. So like they've only been missing out on maybe three or four 
right? Hopefully. I'm currently not in-game, so I can't really tell. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not in-game either. Apparently, it was a bit of a doozy to address, but the team rocked it out and got a fix together in time for the hot fix on Tuesday. Which is good. Which is amazing. The next <laughs> bug, I guess, is something that Paul Tassi brought up. Uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit this week, um, just because he is so prolific. Pl- pl- What's the word? Prolific. Thank you. Words are hard. <laughs> um, and and like he brought up a bunch of different topics. He did that are good yeah. talking points. Mm-hmm. I like to tease him about lore, but he's actually a really nice guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> He just mostly ignores me. It's fine. This one was funny because the tower is really slow. And so the only way to speed it up so it doesn't break is to just not let people into the tower. (laughs) So they're not. So there was, um, I think, like up to 20 people can log into one instance at a time. And so I think they're only letting like eight people into an instance. And and. The ironic thing is, is that it's a stopgap solution. Mm-hmm. It's something that they implement just until they can actually figure out a real solution and implement it. Well, the problem is, is that there's too much difference in all of the hardware. Like if there's new consoles playing with PC, it's fine. But having old consoles play with PC... It kills it. Right. It's the last generation consoles. So all you fucks that have like really old consoles that play, like you're ruining it for everyone else. Well, and and a lot of the problem there, it's actually outside of people's hands because they're still trying to get those new generation consoles. Yeah. It's it. There's just there's people don't have enough money, which is out of everybody's hands because there's just no money to go around. You don't have the money anymore, especially to just like spend on wildly expensive things. Like I don't have the money to just like buy a console. Luckily, I did when I bought a new Xbox that I don't really use right now. Well, and and so the the, the other sad thing is that even for the the new generation of consoles, people are still having a hard time finding them because you've still got all the scalpers. Right. Like, it's it's people being greedy. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. But no, like, I've been yelling about this this specific, you know, issue for a while. The way that, that, that they should do, deal with the, you know, the tower being slow is take all the vendors that we regularly deal with and have a, a version of them in the helm. I don't know why we can't just get stuff from Zavala from a console. And not have Zavala. It it almost seems, and like this is me thinking stupid. It almost seems like you know Zavala just wants that FaceTime with with his guardians, and same with Shax. And Drifter doesn't really care, but because everybody else is doing it, he's like, "All right, let's do it." Well, from a general perspective, like yeah. we don't need them, though. Right. And they just have them there as to make the world fleshed out. Well. But I could literally just go to a console and pick all that stuff up. I, I agree. And do it from a menu. <laughs> I I agree. 
And it's it's more of the fact of like I I I don't know why they wouldn't. Aside from the fact of like they want us dealing with NPCs. I think I'm at the point now where I get a lot of my bounties on my phone and I don't go back to the tower unless I have to. I pull a lot of my stuff from my postmaster from dim and right i do most of my loadout changes to my vault on dim especially with like all of the ability to change um all of your loadouts and have um like specific loadouts for specific things like crucible and raids and everything else like that saved to dim like with all of your mods attached which is amazing like if you haven't tried that like <coughs> what are you doing with your life kind of thing <laughs> i have an iron banner loadout because you have to have like all the stupid armor so i have like a specific one just for that separate from my normal crucible stuff i have all these different loadouts for different things i have like 20 something loadouts saved to dim and that makes sense yeah, because like, you can get super nitty gritty based on what you want. Dim is great. I personally haven't done anything with the loadouts portion of Dim. Yeah, yeah, the loadout portion, just like put on what you want. You don't even have to save like the guns or what kind of ship you want. You can kind of like remove that. Like once you have the loadout saved, then just like name the loadout what you want. I just save it as like pvp stasis or something okay and then like that'll save as that loadout and then you can see the whole loadout and like whatever mods you have saved to it then you can like change all your stuff in destiny again to whatever you want then you can go back into dim like refresh it and see it'll pop up in the loadouts with like what you have on you can save that again as like your new loadout and then save that with a new title with whatever you want. Remove the guns if you want within it and you can edit it however you want. You can even edit the fashion within Dim if you want. You don't have to save the fashion. Yeah. Sometimes I want to change just the fashion or just like a couple of mods. Or I want to save the loadout, but I don't want it to save the guns or the specific sparrow because it'll save everything. Right. So if you don't want it to save the nitty gritty stuff you can remove those but that's like the easy way to do it if you're on console it's really great it's a great tool you should definitely use it and then you can just use it from your phone and switch it when you're playing absolutely yeah 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 you should do it at this point i'm also i'm specifically looking at the iron banner part of it because mm -hmm. you need to equip all the the ornaments and the the freaking emblem and whatever else. So I'm yeah. That's the portion that I'm going to be looking at. Um, yeah. That way I can I can actually play with my my fashion and then revert back whenever I need to. Yeah, and that's why I have an iron banner like specific one saved. Yeah. And it's like specifically because of that. And like that's that's something that I did never even thought of like in my mind it was always the the fashion is paired with the armor i didn't know that you could actually separate the fashion from the armor itself yeah you can save the loadout and then you can save it again with new fashion on top of it yeah 
Mm-hmm. That's that's life changing. So I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. Because I have that, I have my stasis PBP set out or loadout saved, and then I have it saved again with Iron Banner on top of it. Like it, <laughs> it saved my life, so I didn't have to like redo my entire thing each time I want to like play Iron Banner because then I'm like shit. Now I have to look ugly for a whole week <laughs> because my god, right? <laughs> I don't want to be like the toilet roll king. <laughs> <for> <laughs> because that armor is so fucking ugly like have you seen the warlock armor oh my god like i know during covid everyone's like we must have toilet paper everybody (laughs) this is all we need and then like bungie internalized it and then turned it into armor (laughs) because that's what we're wearing (laughs) it's not good (laughs) i really hate it (laughs) It's like some sort of like barnacle armor. Right. <laughs> Why? Like, Why do I feel like Poseidon's left shoe? I thought you were going to say something else there. No, I don't feel like. I was not expecting the shoe part. Poseidon's Poseidon's barnacle testicles is not like the thing that I felt like. <laughs> um, but no, like I, I completely agree. I don't like the armor, like period. It is just, it is god awful. Yeah, I don't either. Which is why at least fixing it and having it as a loadout in dim makes it like so much easier and so much better. But anyway, um, the tower is slow because the tower is out of RAM. Literally, that's why it's slow. Well, just download more. You can't. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see here, access encoded. Gigabyte of RAM should do the trick. We're in. All right, what have we got? The way that they load all of the the stuff into it is that there's just too much in the tower. Like, they've added so much into the tower, like, over time. There's just, like, not enough in the tower anymore. Yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. Like, if you see all of the stuff that they've added into the tower, there's no more room. The graphics have gotten so good. And then they, like, fix the ball and everything. The, f- the ball, the traveler, my God, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Fix the traveler. And they added so much stuff into, um, like, into where Osiris is and everything else. And, like, they've left stuff in the tower. I'm sure it's just, like, hidden. Because they don't, you don't go in and, like, delete that shit. That's too much work. Like, just make it, like, disappear. And they added Ada's, like, really complicated area. Yeah. You know that her stuff was just hidden for a while. Like, there was just a door or a wall right there. Oh, yeah. Her wall there? Oh, you know that her shit was still there. Yeah. They just covered it up for a moment. Oh, yeah. They just they just made it invisible. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine. It's the same kind of thing, like, what they've done with the raid area. For um for the Elixni like living quarters. Yeah, Scourge of the Past. Like, yeah. Like I'm sure a bunch of the Scourge shit is still there underneath it. And I'm sure you're right. Like you don't just you don't just delete that stuff. It's still there. And they've put up like that invisible wall that you can't go past, but the rest of it is still there on the other side. So I can't imagine that in the tower it's any different. 
So like having 20 people load in at once because everyone like loads in at once. Like, I'm sure that's like straining their code like so badly. Yeah. So if you're on like an old machine, that's going to make it just so much slower and so awful. That at least like must make it a little bit better. by not letting, you know, 20 something people load in at once. <laughs> so hopefully that makes it better. I hope so. I don't know. So, um, are you going to do Festival of the Lost this season since it's starting up? Um, we're coming at you from the past, not the future. It has not started for us, but I think it started for everyone else, question mark. Does it start this week? Uh, I don't I, know if it does, or does know. it start next week? I know GMs start this week. I'm not doing <coughs> GMs this season, but I don't do GMs any season because I'm, don't, I'm not high enough flight level and because... This is the problem with GMs. You have to grind 25 light level it's, points it's, every single season, <clears throat> and I'm tired of that. It's always pinnacle cap, so you've got the 10 levels there, and uh-huh. then you've got a plus 15 on your artifact. But why? Reasons. I mm, <laughs> Question. I, I agree with you. Like, it is asinine, and, like, honestly, they've proven, especially last season, that they can just level us to wherever they want us. Like, they have the ability to make, like, the legendary campaign so good. Yeah. If they can put our level wherever they want, we do challenge mode whenever they do a raid. I did challenge mode for freaking um for Vow and I did it for yeah um for this and or for King's Fall and I did it for um for Vogue. We and I mean you did it for um for whatever it was. I've I've attempted it for Crown for Garden of Salvation. I've tried it for Vow deep stone like i've yeah. tried it multiple times i tried it for deep stone that didn't go very well yeah <laughs> deep stone was rough <laughs> uh, most people like did not get past a it, it took my team ages but um, <laughs> anyway oh gosh um the it's been proven that you can do something like you can do different modes. You don't have to do this like artificial power grind. So I don't know why. And I feel like it's gotten really tired over time. And it's like once they're unlocked, it's the easiest. I, th- I feel like it's the easiest seal to get if you're getting a seal. Because you can do it in a day now. Yeah. Like now that the way that they've redone them, it's the easy you can do it seriously in three or four hours. Absolutely. I'm I'm not doing them this this season because of levels. Like that is purely the only reason I'm not. Um because I just I haven't been as engaged with Destiny as previously. Yeah, uh, neither. Otherwise, like, I'd be hitting the master mode for King's Fall. I'd be. Because, like, I'm currently at rank, like, 
150, 140. Yeah. And if I'd been more engaged, been more like I, I would be higher. Um, Where are you usually this time of the season before GMs? Uh, usually about 180, 190. Mm-hmm. Getting that, that the last of that plus 20 usually puts you around level two or a rank 200. Mm-hmm. But it's just with the move that I did over the summer and with taking a step away from Destiny for a bit, I just, I haven't, I've reevaluated the grind itself. And for me personally, I'm, I'm just not as engaged because it's busy work. I mean, you sit there and you're, you're trying to grind plus 20 on your artifact or, you know, plus 15 and get the pinnacle grind done. Well, the only reason the pinnacle grind is a thing is because they wanted to raise our level cap, even though it doesn't really do anything outside of master mode raids and GMs and trials. If you're not planning on doing any of those, no reason. Right. Um, And the same with, with the actual artifact grind. Like, that is specifically for gms and master mode raid so i just i i stepped back and i'm like okay this isn't healthy yeah and uh, i just i haven't been grinding as much as as i normally did Mm -hmm. i don't know i've been um touching a lot of grass and uh in the form (laughs) of i've been working a lot so really, I've been touching a lot of trees, and <laughs> so I've not been playing a whole lot of Destiny. I only like barely got to level 50, like, yesterday. Yeah. Which is uh, not usual for me. Usually, I'm at level 100 by now. So I've been, like, barely touching this season, and it. I've been going in for the story, and that is about it, and, like, Iron Banner. Iron Banner in the story. Like before when Iron Banner was like level based, I would engage a lot more so I wouldn't die. Right. But now that it's not, I'm like, whatever. Right. And then I'll do like and I'll do the the seasonal like holiday stuff. So I'll like really play a lot during um during Festival of the Lost. I'll like dress up like uh, monsters or like, I guess it's what are we dressing up as Power Rangers? Yes. Fucking Power Rangers. I'm so disappointed in all of you that didn't yeah. vote for fucking monsters. So yeah, I'll dress up like a Power Ranger and run around and do the seasonal title. And so I'll do that. Actually, I think it was just mechas for the next like. For mechas, okay, whatever. So I'll dress up like that, and like I'll, I'll do, yeah, I'll dress up like that, and I'll do the the spooky season title, um, because I love spooky season. I love everything about spooky season. Everyone knows that. So I'll do that. But like, other than that, I'm like really not engaged anymore. I'm kind of tired of the like very samey stuff. 
we never really talked about the weekly story. We kind of got off of that because we took so much time off and you were sick and we kind of yeah. dropped the ball. Um, we had a cutscene. The cutscene was good. Talked about Nezarak. That was big yeah. news. Um, thoughts? This is not in our show notes. I am just throwing this question at Elemis. <laughs> so, so the Nezarak connection was shocking. Uh-huh. Like that, that was cool. yeah. Um, uh huh. It was super cool, right? But like, Ido and and Drifter were making it out like you know, oh, Mithrax had a past. Like he wanted to keep it hidden. No, it, like bitch, everyone knew. <laughs> like he was ashamed of his past. The Elixni and humans, you know, humanity were on opposite sides of that war. Like it makes sense that he's done some shit that he's not proud of. I'm shocked that Ido is being petulant, but I also am forgetting that she's a child. Right. Right. But at the same time, like, hear me out. Like, the writers, they made her into someone who was like, she learned with the techunes of how to be their kind of lore person. Because she's their lore nerd. Right? Yeah. She's her people's lore nerd. Yes. And she learned with the techunes. So I figured that requires a level of maturity that most people do not have. Because that's essentially being sent away to boarding school. And that really, as someone who was sent away to boarding school, (laughs) let me fucking tell you from experience that requires a level of maturity most people do not have. (laughs) That makes sense. You are living far away from your family in a house with a bunch of girls it's an experience this stuff i have a lot of stories they involve instant in, in incidents and things stuff um oh god uh, memories no and, and and like that makes sense like so the it's fact, just like the fact yeah. that she's so young and and she was essentially trained a certain way well it's like she was sent away to be with them and learn from them it's like now it's nebulous as to a how old she is because she's looking after all the younger people and to me makes that sound like she the way she was written before is that she was way older so it sounded to me like she was in her 20s or something but now it sounds like she's maybe 15 or 16 yeah, but that's still like she's acting like a child. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you have been written as this like budding leader in your community, looked up to by all the children. You were the child minder. You were also like the lore expert, went away to this essentially prestigious academy to learn with these like wizened old techune ladies. And what happens? Like, you're now you're just like, oh, my daddy didn't tell me that he was bad. And I'm like, right. 
You knew he was bad. Right. Everyone knew he was bad. Literally everyone. Like, Saint-14 talks about it all the time. Right. We all knew. Everybody knew. So how could you be the lore person and not know? Do you just, like, not read the right books? Well, so, like, I'm I'm wondering how much of that was actually just kept from her. How? But, like, looking at this logically, you, like, she should have known that humanity and the Elixni were at war with each other for years. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. shit would have gone down and everybody's fighting for their specific side. Yep. Like, it makes sense that he's done some shit that he's not proud of because, at the time, he was on a specific side. Like, it just, it it boggles my mind. Well, it's not just that, but I mean, the stuff that he wasn't proud of before wasn't even a big deal because he was like, I did that in protection of my people. But now it comes out that he's like, yeah, I was like possessed by the soul of Nezarak or something. And like, we did some real heinous shit. Like, that's different. Like, he did it like to the other Elixni. I think that's different. Probably, but like. I think that's worse. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just. It makes sense why he, he would have hidden it because of it being directed at, you know, the fellow Elixni. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just, I I just, I don't see why it's so surprising to her. I, yeah, but maybe just because she's like, oh, well, you keep talking about how, you know, the light provides and, like, we live under the great machine and, like, you're such a good person and... Now, like, I find out that you're a fucking, you know, white supremacist or something. Like. It it would be like. The, it's like the, finding out that, like, you're that your dad was like a really nice guy, but he's actually David Duke. He's a, who's like the biggest white supremacist ever. That's what I'm getting at. OK. I, yeah. I was about to bring up Google. Uh. Yeah. No, David Duke is like a huge white supremacist, like the biggest. So it's like. And, but he doesn't try to repent. He's like a bad person. And yeah, I mean, it, it's like that. So is it? Would you say it's something like that, or would you be like, like I, I no. am like at a loss of like what to compare it to because like that's like not something to compare it to. It's just like what the I th- like Nezarak is like. We don't know anything, even though like he's been talked about. Like, what do we know about it? So far, no pickle. You're not Nezarak. You're a cat. <laughs> um, I know. Oh my god. So we know that he was one of the. Um, he was a disciple. He was a disciple of the witness. We know that he was in the pyramid of uh, the moon mm-hmm. and was there. And the pyramid of the moon has been there like fucking forever. Yeah. And we know that. He and Savathun probably ran around in the same circle and knew each other, like, because they were there together watching humanity for the longest time. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Because the hive sure as fuck knew that the pyramid moon was there. 
Now, question, he made the nightmares on the moon? We don't have any confirmation on that, but based on the fact Mm. that the lunar pyramid actually activated the nightmares, like, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. So, maybe he has something to do with the nightmares? It's either he has something to do with them, or he had built it into the pyramid as kind of a failsafe. I'm wondering because we got Nezarak's staff back during Callus's season. Right, that that glaive. And that's when the nightmares came back. Yeah. Well, like the nightmares were always there. It was just they weren't I know, but they were like really in Callus's bullshit. Yeah. They were very passive in Yeah. So I'm wondering if the nightmares are a part of like Nezarak's thing. I don't know. It could be. Like the egregore stuff is a part of Nezarak's deal. Because I'm wondering if each of them have their own deal. Could be. I don't know. But I like that Nezarak is, you know, we know like in pieces of Nezarak are in all of those little like lunch boxes. <laughs> I think I called them bento boxes with like one group that I did it with. <laughs> I'm like, look at my bento boxes on this table. They're like, don't call them that. That is phenomenal. Um, I'm like, it's my Nezarak's bento box set. Oh, God. And they're like, stop it. God. Um, Fucking don't. But I'm like, I want to collect them all. um, This one has an elbow. Mine has a kidney. This one's got finky sandwiches in it. Oh, God. <laughs> See, and and like what came to my mind when we when we learned that, you know, they were pieces of Nezarak in those. Yeah. I, what came in, into my mind was like and like this is me diving way nerdier than I normally would like. Um so I've recently rewatched Yu-Gi-Oh and Exodia is five separate separate pieces brought together. I was like, oh, what if this is going to end up in like a ritual where Nezarak is revived? Oh, yeah. Well, I thought that too. So they're, um, they're a lot like reliquaries. Uh, Rez brought this up when I was doing a stream um, the other day. Uh, I was doing a stream for... Uh, Planet Destiny for raising money for St. Jude. And um, it did this story with Rendell. We talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. And the reliquaries were like, they contain like pieces of bone of like saints from the Catholic Church. Like the Catholic Church still fucking makes reliquaries, by the way. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just like, mm, why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you make something that has like pieces of a saint in it and then like give it out to people? And they're like, because what if you want pieces of the saint so you can like pray on it? Like, all right, cool. But there's like different orders of like reliquaries. So you can have ones that have like the bones of the saint. And then there's ones that have like cloths that have touched the saint or whatever. So like, a robe that the saint wore 
or something or like a burial shroud that like the saint wore and that would be considered like a second order reliquary or something okay but these are like reliquaries so it's like a container for a holy relic so if those were considered reliquaries like each one of them would contain like a piece of nezarak <laughs> and and that's that's how i thought of it as well um yeah i was trying to look at like what the end goal for I, either at this point you know the lucent hive or or for aramis cuz like she's being tasked by the witness to find these pieces mhm so like what's the witness's end goal I think, um, you know, there's actually a really good video that Mylan Games put out about Nezarak and all these little bits and bobs that you can collect from them. Um, I recommend everyone go watch it on Mylan's channel on YouTube. And he kind of talks about like what the end game might be for Nezarak. So I'll okay. go plug his channel. So we should go watch that. I think it's like 12 minutes long or something or 15 minutes. I'm looking forward to see what they do with Nazarak. I'm hoping we get something at the end of the season to lead us into the next season um, with Nazarak. But I'm wondering like how they're going to bring all of it together and then lead us into Lightfall. Yeah. You know, because I'm wondering how they're going to tie all this up because we're running out of seasons since Lightfall comes out at the end of February. Right. I think we have one more season. We have one more season. Man, how are they going to tie all this up? Right. Because we've got like, what, three more weeks? I know we have three more weeks of of story, but I think we have a few weeks after that. Yeah, we have like three more weeks of story and then like a couple more of the rest of the season. I think we're going to take a couple weeks of story off during Festival of the Lost. I don't think they're doing story during Festival of the Lost. Probably. I don't know. Because um, didn't they take time off for Solstice? I don't remember. It's been too long. I don't know how this game works. I'm a casual. I've derided as a casual player. At, at this point, so am I. <laughs> I'm not a pro player. I don't pro Destiny anything. I just have a podcast. I don't know shit. Again, at this point, so, so do I. Yeah. Let's listen to this lore network ad. They're not casuals. I'm a casual. Like, I have casual soft pants on right now. I'm definitely casual. Ooh, me too. Yeah. Let's casually listen to this ad. The lore network. Have you ever wished that someone could just read you the lore? Destiny Lore Audiophile may be just the podcast you've been looking for. Join us as we bring the stories of Destiny to life with straight readings of your favorite lore with no analysis or commentary, or as we breathe life into these tales with acting, sound effects, and music. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audiophile on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audiophile. Audiophile is spelled with a PH instead of an F. 
You can find both readings and radio dramatizations of selected lore books and web lores by talented voice actors from the Destiny community. Episode releases will be announced from our Twitter pages, at HeyIt'sOrchid and at RendellZivas, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single performance. See you there. God, that felt like a really long ad. Right? So weird. So weird. Yeah. Um, So brief intro to the topic. I'm covering this part of it because Orchid is going to be doing a lot of reading. Oh my God, so much reading. (laughs) And we know how she is with words. Uh, So so this book is earned from two different sources. Five of the entries are obtained by listening to various audio at the end of the preservatives mission. Sorry, preservation mission. Fish car. And the remaining are obtained from a puzzle in the sunken pyramid, um, which is the area that can only be accessible from the raid or preservatives. Preservation. Preservatives, preservation. It's, you want to try this again? <laughs> no, I'm keeping that. <laughs> The preservatives mission get wrecked. <laughs> well, like that's what my team calls it. The preservatives mission. We call it fish car. <laughs> um and it's it's one entry per puzzle completion per instance. So like if you load into Vow of the Disciple, you do it once, you're gonna have to leave and then come back in. Oh my god, that's so annoying. I mean, I don't have any of those. Uh, it would take so long to finish. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I only have the ones from Preservation. But, I mean, completing it, you end up getting a snazzy ghost shell. <gasps> that's right, you get the spiky uh, ghost shell that has the cat whiskers. It sort of looks like <laughs> cat whiskers. I think it looks I, like cat whiskers, okay? I don't know what it's actually called. See, what's the ghost called? What's, what's it called? It, it's the, the Imperious Sun Shell. Oh, yeah. It's Imperious cool. Imperious Sun Shell. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. That one's cool. And see, Man, I gotta to me, do it now. And see, to me, it looked like eyelashes. <laughs> Mesrax and his eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> the eyelash shell has been made a reality. Let's go. <laughs> anyway um so this first entry is titled untamed what have i done how did it come to this forgive me chaos blue ray convulses the sky shatters this was the cost of justice. An enclosed cell. Introspection. Subjugation incoming. Life upended. You made me do this. You made me do this. I made me do this. You made me do this. Father's face. Mother's face. Empty. Clan broken, blood pouring, 
silence, eerie. It was them versus us. Then it was us versus them. I ignored who us was. I forgot who them was. Our city, an abyss surrounds, who brain made infinite or just empty, divides, silently conquers. Ignorant contentment, love I was, cared for, my clan safety, dual fire in the sky, blue light, salvation, dark light, death, safety, my clan, my family. And who cares for you now? There are none left. Do you desire it still? Once. I did once. And you returned it? Our wildlands, an abyss separates. Lubrain made, infinite, beautiful. A father, him. A son, me. His arm on my shoulder. Assurances of a collaborative future. A teardown of us versus them. Love shown. Guards cross the abyssal bridge. Not guards, stalkers, we call them, salivating after a group of wanderers, ready to watch them be torn apart. My anger flares. I move to confront the stalkers. Father's hands holds me back. We lock eyes. His communicate sympathy, pain, regret. He won't let me reach the wanderers. Their blood spills. A lesson in inaction. Father wants me to see what he's seen, to feel the powerlessness he's felt, to feel insignificant, to accept the status quo. You were never capable of returning it. Slaughter. Her eyes meet again. Fathers saddened. Apologetic. Afraid. Not of the stalkers returning across the bridge, but of me. He sees not the same in my eyes. Only confusion. Anger. Anger at everything. You have your answer. It's not our answer to have, but yours to embrace. Embrace? Why? Hello? So there's just a lot of emotions going there. Like, there's a lot of anger. <laughs> right. You know, Rolk is reminiscing about family, about his planet, his people. Um, right. And just the anger and the empty feelings that they instilled in him. Right. You know, it says here, father's face, mother's face, empty, clan, broken, blood pouring, 
silence, eerie. Mm -hmm. It's just negative emotion upon negative emotion. It feels like as he's remembering these, these memories that he has, it's just like jarring these, these past emotions that he doesn't want to have. And it feels very much like a therapy session. <laughs> and, and so it makes me be like, eh. <laughs> it reminds me of like my own that I've had. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> the witness is an intergalactic therapist. Seriously, like so many heads, like, how do you feel? Who cares for you now? Do you desire it? Or like, how do you feel? How do you feel? Like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Well, and, and like, Can you imagine all those heads popping out being like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> and how do you feel about that? Well, and, and like, I, I know that this is the witness prepping Rolk. This is Rolk becoming essentially who he is today. Mm -hmm. You know, he, this is Volk becoming a disciple. Right. So, like, a lot of the negative emotion is probably just him realizing it thanks to the witness. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing I noticed about the witness is that in this entry specifically, like, there's no manipulation or anything. He's asking, you know, and who cares for you now? Do you desire it still? You know, do, do you desire being alone? You know, and you returned it. Like, none of it is actual manipulation. I think it's an honest question. But you can have honest questions and have them still be manipulation. That's fair. But, like, at least in this, I feel like the witness, I mean, from reading the first, like, we know this is the witness and we know that this is Rolf. We don't, we know this isn't like a faceless entity. Like, we know from the get go yeah. that this is the witness. It feels very much like the witness is honestly just wanting to know, like, and who cares for you? Do you still desire, like, that love and connection that you had with your family? Okay, I have to tell you, I've been listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's about like weird 70s. Um, what is it? Um, I don't know. I'm waiting for you to tell me. Sh 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 I'm looking for it in my <laughs> list. Shut up. Because I want to like get it right. But I'm like, oh, what is it? <laughs> it's like weird cautionary tales of things. Okay. This podcast is called The Sunshine Place. It's fucking wild. <laughs> it's a It's about it's about the history of Synanon, which is this 1960s like through 1990s cult in California and Oregon. Wow. They're from like Santa Monica. Yeah. Wild. And um they started out as like helping people get clean from drugs or something and they turn into this wild cult they like all shave their heads and they like <laughs> take kids away from their parents and like sent them to like a weird military breeding place like i don't know it's it's weird like it, the, the sunshine place is a good podcast it's synodon is wild I had no idea this thing existed and I like grew up in the area like where one of their compounds were didn't even know it was there <laughs> like and it was around like 
I think they closed like when I was a small child. Had no idea. Like I asked my mom and she's like, oh yeah, they were totally a thing when I was younger. And I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, yeah, there was like in San Francisco, I guess there were like sitting on parties and people would like go to them and just like fucking yell at each other. It, there was a game, a whole game involved. Like look it up on the internet. It's a thing, but it was like a cult. And this feels like a cult leader, like trying to get in your brain a little bit. That's what this feels like. Do you see kind of I, it's I like, do. like they're trying to be like really nice and like caring, but it feels like squidgy. I I do feel I, I do see that like that. It feels bad. That would make it an actual manipulation, but it's it's but it's couched in good things. Yeah. It's like, and who cares for you now? It's like, I just want to I want to love you and like make sure you're cared for. I want to love you and hug you and like I just want to help you and like heal you, you know, and just explore these feelings you're having and like, but yeah, I'm, yeah, but it's like in a bad way. This is like in a cult way. I don't like this. <laughs> it's like reminding me of this fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't like it, and I don't know if it's because I've just been listening to it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. Yeah, like I can it's see like, it. Mm -hmm. Don't but like also it. like some of the way it's written, like it's very broken up into if you actually have to have it in front of you to see it. Elmist and I recorded the twoggle yesterday, and recording the rest of the podcast today. I know the magic of editing. Um, <laughs> right. You would never have known unless I said something, but, um, we had a really hard time figuring out how we were going to actually record this because of like the way it's written is very much like very like one word sentences and a lot of like parentheses, like a lot of parenthetical statements and a lot of like lines and like dots. And that's hard to read. Even though it's all dialogue and it's like very obvious on like who is the one speaking, it's still like, well, and, and how do you read this? And as our listeners would have actually heard, like we wanted to do something a little outside the norm for the actual reading rather than just reading it flat out. Right. So like that's why it took so long. That's why we were, you know trying to meet and figure things out yeah because it was we were trying to be creative yeah but also it kind of like the way it's written a little bit kind of reminds me of like Dharmak and Jalad at Tanagra which you don't watch Star Trek so it means <laughs> nothing to you but it reminds me of the next generation episode uh, from season five, episode two, Darmok, one of the most famous Star Trek episodes ever written. They all speak in like metaphor and they have this like really odd way of speaking. And it's the same kind of plotting backwards, descriptive way of speaking. And that just this kind of reminds me of that. A little bit. Not really like obviously not 
the actual what the not the actual words but just the way it's written yeah yeah also i really like star trek okay hey there's nothing wrong with that star trek is really good there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. teach their own like mm-hmm. i like power rangers and and pokemon so Weird. i mean <laughs> just kidding so like yeah, everybody's allowed to have their own weird little quirks. Uh-huh. <laughs> what episode is this? One fifty six. Yeah, it it's the cool lava episode. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I had to ask. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I love how you just know that off the top of your head. <laughs> do you want to go to the next one? Yeah. And find out what happened. I do have to say, like, while we've skimmed these, I really have not like deep read them, so I have no idea what these it's actually same say. Here. Like, I I read them when they first came out, but it has been like nine months since then. You know, eight months. You did more reading than me. I got them and promptly forgot about them. Well, and you didn't even completely get them. I got the first five. <laughs> what was more important to me during fish car was A, the fish car, <laughs> B, standing on the giant bone, and C, calling the dog the dog. And everyone's like, that's not a dog. And I'm like, it is. It's a dog. And I would have thought oh. you would have said D, staring at Worm Mommy. I'm Worm Mommy is dead. As far as you know. Worm Mommy is dead. Wow. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> anyway. Can read this next one? Yeah. And this is provoked. And what more of this family of yours? They're gone. Dead. All of them. They don't matter anymore. Is that so? What do you even want to know? You want to know more about my father, the Lubrean traitor? Or perhaps my mother, another Lubrean traitor? I should have seen it coming. I could tell you about my clan, and my clan father, and clan mother. Also, Lubrean traitors. They were all city dwellers once, loyalists to the regime before exiling themselves. Do you see now what I see? We see unfinished business. We see a child seeking validation. We see great loss. Content. Together, a fire burns bright. Our cavern is alight. We hide within it to keep safe. The hazy sky is outside, and surely there are some without shelter this night. Those who will be torn apart by the wild, by the umbral sun, by those Lubrean guards who call themselves stalkers, pursuing us on behalf of a brutal regime. Long ago, there were only wanderers, surviving a harsh landscape covered with shifting, bloodthirsty flora. Surviving wildlife can flatten themselves until they are practically invisible. 
perfect at going unnoticed until they've split your skin and organs apart. And now? We are divided, split by a shimmering orb that appeared briefly in our sky, as if having two suns isn't already crowded enough. What of this shimmering orb? It was before my time. It came. We evolved. It left. Left us with a mess. Those who believed in good progress. Those who didn't. Those who believed dwelled in the city. Controlled it. Filled it only with the light of the sephiric sun. An endless day to keep the horrors of night away. Revealing the horrors among us. They pushed progress for the sake of the few, while the rest of us took our chances under the alternating suns. And this shimmering orb you now see before you? There it is, shining like silver in the sky, like the stories told. Providing hope then leaving everything to those who desire control but lack commitment and understanding. Look at them now. Bodies, limbs, vaporized remains, a shattered sapphire, lubre irreparable, an umbral sun still shining darkness. What have I done? What was necessary? So the Lubrayans had the Traveler. Yes, they did. It's it's easy to see the pattern here that like it comes to various civilizations, lifts them up, you know, evolves or helps them evolve, and then just pieces out. And when it leaves, the Witness and the Dark Fleet come in. I don't think that's quite what happens. Well, it, it's... I think... The witness and the dark fleet come in and then it leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Because the champion of the witness, you know, what, whoever it is. So Rolf, in this case, is the one that makes it leave. And, and like, the way I had said it, it's from the perspective of the people who it left. Like, Right. All they know is that it leaves and then ruin follows. It sounded like, and and this is me going back to the actual entry, um, it sounded like there's just two types of Lubrians. There's those who live in the city and then those who don't. Sounds like those who have the light and live in the city and those who have rejected it yeah. and don't. Yeah. Drawing some parallels there. Hmm. Okay, okay. Can I can I go on a journey with you for a second then? Absolutely. Using the this season story? Absolutely. Okay, so we have Rolk, Daddy Rolk, um, who is what are we calling him? The witnesses, whatever. What is disciple. it? What is he? A disciple. Okay. So our disciple is Nezarak. 
right? We don't know what species he is, but we assume it's... Actually, he's probably fallen. Probably. Like like I said, we just, we assume. Okay. We We don't have confirmation, as far as I know. But he's been on the moon long enough and been around humans long enough that he's probably ours and has been stopped once and separated into tiny pieces so he doesn't come back to fuck up our like traveler yeah so someone stopped him from making the traveler disappear on like for us so it would go on to another planet thusly maybe that's why the traveler decided to be shattered oh i just had a thought what's your thought and so if we put it back together then that's why the traveler is going to leave delightful <laughs> so who would have had enough strength to actually stop nezarak because that would have been in the early days like before the city Savathun. yeah yeah i know that's why i was getting to that part uh, where Savathun would have had enough yeah and Savathun loves the Traveler. Yeah, yeah, Savathun saved us. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? Hate it. You hate <laughs> it? How Savathun is our savior? Uh, How do you hate that? Because I just want to be done with the character. Yeah, Savathun's a guardian, man. Because I just want to be done with the character. No, Savathun's like the main character of the story. Uh, Savathun's always been the main character of the story. Ugh. Why do you hate me? <laughs> it's my job. It's my job to hate you. I'm really good at it. <laughs> like anyway, this just, back to this. This just hurts. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we won't. We don't. We don't know what's going to happen. We got a couple more weeks of this story. I could be completely wrong, and I probably am. So, <laughs> but it would be fun if I wasn't. God, I like I know that you're probably not wrong. I'm probably wrong. Cause like I can just I can just see this this lore tab being released on like an item for an end of season event. Like a ship or a sparrow or a ghost shell that ties Nezarak's defeat to Savathun. Like, I I can just, I can see it. Mm -hmm. This just hurts. <laughs> so, um, this still kind of continues, back to this, this still kind of continues the same feeling from the last one of, like, the witness trying to be, like, buddy-buddy with Rolk, or, like, some sort of, like, caretaker friend cult leader therapist um a therapist cult leader therapist there we go um but also um uh, it does point out it's they they i guess the the correct pronouns for the witness would be they yeah yeah um they see uh we see unfinished business we see a child seeking validation we see great loss and like they're not incorrect the backstory that rolk is weaving is like very tragic right 
And very painful. Right. Um, and like imagine being betrayed by your father to watch people just get slaughtered to like make a point. Like that's shitty. Well, that's and, super and, shitty behavior. And what makes it worse is to be betrayed by your father, mother, clan, like Yeah, everything. And like his dad betrays him and like lets you see people get murdered just to make a point being like you are your worthless dog shit and you cannot do anything about this and i'm showing this to you so you understand that you are worthless dog shit like that is why i'm showing this to you like that's that essentially what his dad is like trying to show him and that's like at the end of the last one and rolk is like no fuck you Fuck you. I am going to change the world. Fuck you. And I'm like, like, you know, the the protester in me is like, yeah, fuck yes. Like, I'm with you. But also I'm like, oh, no. What have you done? <laughs> like, right. There's a point where you've crossed so many lines. <laughs> so, I mean, like, at what point have you gone too far? And that's where he keeps asking, like, what have I done? And that's the kind of thing where, you need, you know, it's good to want to, you know, change the world. But, you know, keep asking yourself, like, is, am I doing this for the greater good? Maybe I should stop and take stock of, like, where I am. It's very easy to radicalize yourself without realizing you're doing it. Yeah. On both sides. And I feel like this is a cautionary tale of that. Absolutely. Or at least it's starting to feel like that. It it definitely feels like that. Um, yeah. Because, like, you see him with a ton of anger and and... Like, it's bordering on hatred and you see him start go down this road because of everything that's happened like and he starts telling you everything that's happened yeah so it's just it's yeah mm -hmm. it's very rough okay uh let's just go ahead and move on then uh okay so this entry is endangered we survive we give back to the land. We help those in need. They come for us anyway. The regime raids our camp. No logical explanation for those they kill. Clan mothers, clan fathers, children. They kill us without purpose. A red splattering courtesy of a stalker spreads across my face. Goodbye, Fent. Goodbye, clan uncle. I am covered in red. It's all I see. It spills out of these stalkers like an endless crimson wave as I face them. Their valuables and instruments become mine, a glaive of my own, a sapphiric converter. 
father is carried off. Not killed. Not yet, anyway. Not many of us are left. Mother and the others look at me with concern. Not for my injuries, but for those who suffered at my hands. They disrespected your power. They were weak. And yet, you still saved them when you could. The stalkers attack us under the umbral sun during a migration. They know how to find us. They know we move at twilight, the space between when the stalkers hunt and the planet kills. We barely survive. At the safe house, they dance and sing, not in celebration, but in admiration of their continued existence and in memoriam for those lost. I sit in anger. I hunger for revenge. Loss meant little to our kind. It was too rampant. Are you sure it wasn't just you? You know not what you ask. I'm a boy. I hold the furry little yacht in my hands as it wriggles before pulling it apart. It separates from its skin with ease. What is this worthless, pointless thing? Why show me this? This you have already seen. Experienced. Surely you can handle it again. This worthless, pointless thing. It dies so unceremoniously. Did it ever matter at all? The children weep for their lost pet. But I feel powerful. I feel... You know what you are. You always knew. Mother and the others look at me with concern. Not for my injuries, but for those who suffered at my hands. And they are right to do so. Tearing their bodies to pieces brought only joy. What am I? I am a monster. I knew it then. I know it now. Not a monster. A savior. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting tiny animal murder. That surprised me. <laughs> All of a sudden, please read about murdering tiny animals. I'm like, okay. Right. Um, and we actually have, you know, the witness building up, um, Rolk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Rolk is like, I, I'm a monster. I, I knew it then. I know it now. Like, and in the typical cult leader therapist fashion, he's like, not a monster. You're a savior. Do you know what this reminds me of? Oh my gosh. This reminds me of Hannibal. Have you ever watched Hannibal, the show? Ooh. This reminds me of Hannibal. 
Yeah. It totally does. It reminds me of Hannibal and their, like, like, their kind of, like, I'm not a monster. Like, I haven't done this, but, like, he's trying to convince him that he is. You know? Yeah. Totally reminds me of that. Like, trying to build him up, trying to tell him, like, you're a monster. Right. But you're not a monster. You're a savior. Like. Right. And, like, I, I was looking at this, like, you know, he's trying to build up that that hero complex. He's trying to build up the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. you're not a monster. Everybody else is a monster. You're trying to save it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Hannibal. Like, this is, like, the kind of shit Hannibal Lecter would say. <laughs> Because, like, Han- yeah. okay, hear me. Hannibal Lecter is a therapist. Like, he's also a murderer and uh, he also eats people. I mean, like, I'm sure the witness eats people, given the chance. And is also a fabulous chef, given the chance. Oh, um, right? Probably has his own food network show. I don't know. The witness as food network chef probably was on, you know. <laughs> Great British Bake Off. I don't fucking grilling with the witness. <laughs> grilling with the witness. What the fuck? You start this. I am imagining the witness like in the great in the tent for Great British Bake Off, but it's like just like unbearable summer heat and like trying to cook and they just still don't have air conditioning for some fucking reason and it just it looks like some sort of like fucking melted mess and the witness is just like totally defeated and that's how you defeat the witness it's just like his chocolate looks like shit and prue just looks like really disappointed in it <laughs> like and he gets sent home because his chocolate sucks because it's chocolate week and it's hard and it's always hot that week I like that show, okay? The shit that <laughs> runs in your mind. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? Great British Bake Off, dude. <laughs> Great um, show. I, I don't doubt it. Um, wow. I know. Get out know. of my mind. Anyway. Uncultured um, I get it. Uh-huh. Uncultured swine, fucking Pokemon. Um, but like the way that these memories are now being pulled out of him, it's like now they're ones that he really doesn't want to be seen. Like, why are you showing me this? Right. Like, why show me this? I'm a boy. I hold this very little yacht in my hands as it wiggles before me before pulling it apart. (laughs) Like he just like murders this little fucking like hamster thing. I'm assuming it's like a hamster thing or like a squirrel. Right. Like it's it's we did. We have no concept of what is some kind of small furry creature. Y-H-A-D-T. It looks I pronounced it like yacht because I don't know how to say it. Who knows how to even say it close enough in my opinion sure um, why not but i mean like it separates from its skin with ease what is this worthless pointless thing and the most worthless pointless thing is a fucking hamster like they're cute and adorable yeah that's it 
It's like, why would he do that? Like. And then he's like, this you have already seen, experienced. Surely you can handle it again. That is fucked up. Clearly, like, Rolk does not want to see this or experience it again. There's a part of him that's, like, very reluctant to experience something like that. Not that it's traumatic or anything, but he's like, man, I did some shit I do not want to do again. Right. And this is, like crosses that like weird boundary right and it reminds me kind of like that altars of reflection that we talked about last week exactly like that's that's what it was reminding me of as well yeah it's like it's almost like the whole idea of the darkness is that it it's looking into the past like it's making you remember I think it's also like it shows you the not like the unvarnished truth, but maybe things in its the things the way it wants to it wants you to see things and twists things the way it wants you to remember things. So it's like I want you to be a monster slash savior. So I'm going to show you these things slash these memories and i'm gonna get you stuck like last week she was stuck in that memory loop and it was that like awful kentark three loop that's very possible actually and so it's like the darkness was like no this is this is the loop you're gonna get stuck in it's this one because we asked, like, how do you, how does it pick what memories it's going to show you? Yeah, like it could be any number of memories, and and like that specifically is very possible. It could just be whatever the dark entities decide, like whatever yeah. the witness decides to to show. Hmm. So, I mean, if the witness is like, no, it's going to be this memory of you pulling this poor hamster apart. Like. Yeah. But, oh, no, but it's okay. I accept you, even though I'm showing you this awful, terrible thing. Yeah, that that's. They also do the sort of thing. It reminds me of like of places that are that are like some like religious camps do this. Um, they will like the first night they'll like they'll take all your phones away and they'll like they'll have like a sense of camaraderie and like a sense of like fellowship and song, and then they'll like really like break you down emotionally and like really fuck you up. And then fill your head with nonsense. Um, And that's why you have that like spiritual awakening on the third day. Like this is like a known brainwashing technique. Break them so that you can build them back up how you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you fill their head with like whatever bullshit you want. It's not just religious camps. It's any camp or any school or anything. So if you want someone to like have some sort of... um, Like, you have to separate them from every group 
that um or every sort of um support system that they have so take away their phone so they can't talk to anybody else except the people that are there you know like that is the only sense of support that they have make them tired and like only be able to have like very little um ability to like sleep you know like break them down until like that they get to that point where they have that like emotional awakening you know until they like kind of like emotionally break and then fill their head with nonsense yeah it's a known like technique like this feels kind of the same way a little bit yeah it it does it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. This is why religious camps never worked on me as a kid, because I figured their bullshit out really quickly. <laughs> I was a nightmare child. I could imagine that. Yep. I still am a nightmare child. Shall we do the next one? Absolutely. Cool. And this next entry is nepotistic. Ooh. Father, it's been a year since you were taken, but we have not been attacked since. I know the stalkers still watch the clan, but I survive alone these days, ousted for being the only one brave enough to act. A liability, they called me. We will see what they say when I bring you back, if you still live. Every umbral sun, I walk the abyssal perimeter with the help of the sephiric converter's attunement to our great sun, providing me light in the dark. The stalkers don't expect me so they don't see me and the glaive a tool of the regime which i have named after you relics ward makes eviscerating them that much easier i kill many looking for a sign of you wash my hands with their blood in the hopes of your continued existence i have been lost without your guidance, unsure of what I am, who I am, what I am meant to do. And now, as you stand before me draped in the insignias of the very regime that took you, I am confident that you have no answers. As you call your fellow stalkers to overwhelm me, to bind me, to carry me into the dense, unending city of Lubre. I am confident that you are a coward. As you testify at my trial that I should not be put to death for what the regime claims are immeasurable crimes, but should instead serve alongside the stalkers, alongside you killing wanderers, annihilating clans, I am confident 
you are an opportunist. What about mother, our clan? What about down with the regime? What about biding our time? Or is this another lesson in inaction? In sparing ourselves from the absolute worst so that we can barely live, barely survive. I am confident, father, you will die by my hand. That's intense. <laughs> um, His dad sucks. I'm, I'm getting that. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up those vibes. I mean, his dad is like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to join the bad guys. It's cool. Right. But we had an idea like that was going to happen. Right. At the beginning, like you don't have a spineless guy being like, oh, if you can't beat him, join them. Right. This is all just more backstory of like explaining why Rolk hates his family. He's got daddy issues, mommy issues. I mean, it makes sense, though. It does. Like, I'm, I'm, not, like, I'm not saying ugh. that it, you know, doesn't make sense or, you know, he's wrong to have those issues. I'm just saying he has them. I mean, his dad lied, though. You know? Yeah. His dad was like, yeah, no, the regime is terrible. Fuck the regime. Right. And just for, for clarification... The stalkers are the outsiders, like they're the the people wandering outside the city, and the regime are the ones inside the city. Correct? No, the stalkers are the ones that hunt the outsiders. Okay. So if we were going by like Star Trek rules, he Rolk is with the rebels. And his dad joined, like, his dad joined the bad guys. Wanderers are the ones outside. Wanderers are, Rolk are the wanderers. So I think they're the ones that aren't in the city. Correct. Yeah, because they're cityless. They're the ones that decided to not be with the light, I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah, because they rejected the light. And, and like, I just, I wanted to make that clarification. Yeah. Because they're using these words to actually talk about specific people. See, I'm confused with this here with these, with these sentences is you call your fellow stalkers to overwhelm me, to bind me, to carry me into the dense unending city of Lubre. I'm confident that you are a coward, but then here in the next sentence, as you testify at my trial that I should not be put to death for what the regime claims are immeasurable crimes. I'm like assuming the regime is like, I, <sighs> at this point, the only thing that we absolutely know is that the regime is inside the city. We don't know if it's everyone inside the city or if it's just the, the commanding presence. Like, our consensus. Okay. Um, Cause like I could see that being the Lubrian version of the consensus, like the governing body is like, 
saying, you know, we have people leaving the city. Go hunt them. I assume the regime was like the empire. Uh, yeah. So if, if we're going to continue with Star Wars references. Yeah. Like. So the regime is the empire. Rolk is with the rebels. Because <laughs> it's like. I'm having such a hard time with this. No, th- that's 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 an apt um, comparison. So, yeah. Rolk is with the rebels. The regime is the, the empire, and right. the stalkers are the bounty hunters. Okay, like Boba. Okay, Fett. so they're like the Mandalorians. All right, killing wanderers. Okay, but should instead serve alongside the stalkers. Killing wanderers, annihilating clans. Okay, so the wanderers are essentially the rebels. Okay. Yes. Okay. We solved it. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. So, so that's that's exactly it. Is you know, you've okay. got the three factions essentially. You've got the Empire, which is the regime, you've got right. the rebels, which are the wanderers. Um uh-huh. and then you've got And we got the we got the Mandalorians or the stalkers. Right. The bounty hunters, the, bounty the Mandalorians, hunters. Okay. The, whatever you want to yeah, call them. They are the middle right. faction that mm-hmm. doesn't yeah, really- Yeah, the bounty hunters. Sure. They don't really take a side unless the money's right. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right. And, Sounds good. And, and Sounds like good. that might, like that description might not exactly cover how the stalkers operate because money might not be a thing on Lubre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like i'm getting the point across that you know these are the ones that are not quite with the regime but like they're not with the wanderers either they are that middle faction okay i was thinking like if they're like space pirates because now i'm just thinking of like actual rebels that is why I brought up Boba Fett because yeah, they're like the space pirates. The Mandalorians yeah. still have like an honor code, you know. They mm-hmm. still try to do good, right? Um, whereas Boba Fett, it's more about like Boba Fett's a piece of shit. It's it well, like it's more about like what suits his whim, right? You know, is the money there? Is mm-hmm. do I just want to kill a bunch of wanderers? You know, it it's right. It's more about the individual that's doing the work. Right. Cool. Yeah. What about down with the regime? Yeah, that makes sense. Because the line of what about mother, our clan? What about down with the regime? What about biding our time? But he does bring up a good point. Or is this another lesson in inaction and sparing ourselves from the absolute worst so we can barely live? So he's like, maybe it's about like, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. Because I think that's what that means. Yeah. And so he's like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm going to kill you. Like, I, I think what he saw in that first lore entry of his father showing him that death of the wanderers by the stalkers or the rebels being killed by the empire. Right. Like stormtroopers, like ganking, like the rebels. Like, I think that really scarred him as a child. Right. And instead of that, like 
being the correct lesson that his father wanted. I think that was a lesson in the wrong direction in like created a rebel out of him. This is a very good Star Wars story. Job Bungie. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm on Rolk's side now. Good job. We have one more. Yep. Should we read the last one? And this is the last entry for the night. Okay. Defiant. The regime took all that mattered to you. And yet, you blame your father? The regime never lied about who they were. They were brutal, yes, but honest. Honesty meant something to you? It meant everything. Interesting. And so, in the face of your father, the hypocrite, you leaned on the regime that enslaved you both instead. That killed so many of your kind. The regime did not enslave me. It freed me. The regime puts the glaive back in my hand. The one I named in honor of you. I have renamed it Relic's Bane. And no matter how you try to hide it, this scares you, just as I knew it would. I'd be lying if I said I didn't take pleasure in this, but I do, just as I take pleasure in the constant sapphiric light and the roof over my head, the consistency in regular meals, the regime lives well, comfortable. The city may be overcrowded. The laws may be strict. The few may have all of the power, but at least we're not out there trying fruitlessly to survive. At least we're not out there scared, cold and alone, wondering if we'll live to see the next rise of either sun. But most importantly, Father, nobody denies me my thirst, my lust for blood. They encourage it, feed it, and they have begun to show me truths about the Wanderers, about what the glimmering orb encouraged. You always claimed the hands of the regime were stained red. You never showed me yours, until now. How dare you stand before me now and confess your disloyalty to the regime? How dare you lie to me again? You may have overwhelmed me this time, escaped my grasp, but I am coming for you. I will end this. So it looks like we're ending the night with um, Rolk, Threats. Rolk threatening. Yeah. Uh, Rolk is scary. Right? Wait, so did Rolk change sides? I think it was more of like, because like there was a trial. Right. I think it was more like 
you either work for us or we kill you. Okay. All right. I missed that part. Okay. So Rolk was like, okay, yeah, sure. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Because, um, you know, as you testify at my trial, and this is from the last entry, as you testify at my trial, I should not be put to death for what the regime claims are immeasurable crimes, but should instead serve alongside the stalkers. So it's more of the fact that, like, the regime was like, you know what? You're right. We shouldn't kill him. He is going to be serving as one of the stalkers. Fucking wild. Right? And and the one thing I need to say, they, and by they, I mean Bungie. Mm-hmm. The actual title for the Valvis, the Disciple Raid, is Disciple Slayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's cool, but like, we already have a few different Slayer ones. Right. And and like, we just got King Slayer, I think, uh, for, for King's Fall. How cool would it have been to have the title Relic's Bane? God, they have like such missed opportunities for like all their titles. They could have had Neon Nerd. They could have had Relic's Bane. They could have had so many better titles. <laughs> They're so bad at titles. But they go with just Gumshoe and Disciple Slayer. Gumshoe's the worst title, let me tell you what. Like. Worst fucking title. Like, if it was Neon Nerd, like, I would totally use that. If it was Neon Nerd, I would I would change off of the one I currently am using, but I'm not going to. Because <laughs> I'm using the lore title, which was annoying to get. <laughs> Like, I want to say the most annoying title to get. <laughs> but but that's that's what I'm getting at is like, that yeah. would have been such a cool title to have. Right. It really is cool. Yeah. And Relic's Bane is so, oh, that would be And cool. like, it, it's close to Riven's yeah. Bane, but like, mm-hmm. it's different enough. It is. I also have a feeling people would see it and be like, I don't know how to pronounce that. Because I had to look at that and be like, what does that say? I had to think about it for a second when I saw it. Right. And like, it would just be an initial like, maybe week or so of people trying to figure out how to say it. And then everybody just comes to a consensus like we did with Rolk. Right. So it's just, yeah. Anyway, um, getting back to the actual entry, mm-hmm. it, it's there's not much to it aside from just him seething because he's now working with the stalkers. Like he's just angry as hell. He is very angry, and and with Rolk, it's almost like it's anger built on top of anger all through his life. I feel it's like even past anger and it's like like he was born with it. Right. Like it's a complex almost. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like some people are just like steeped in anger and they can't let go of it. And I feel like he was just like born with this darkness in him and maybe that's what the witness is like latched onto. That's very possible. The witness noticed that like he sees this darkness in him and he's like, I need that. Right. 
I can take advantage of this. Right. Like this is what I can use for my own purposes. And and that's that's exactly it. Like that could be why the witness was like reaching out. And and we have yet to actually see that, but anybody who knows that Rolk is the boss of the vow of the disciple knows that it's coming. Yes. <laughs> as long as you've been paying attention to anything in destiny over the last, you know, eight months, it's not spoilers. <laughs> but what if it is Elemis? What if it is spoilers? We've just ruined it for people. <laughs> Fuck. My bad. <laughs> God, you should have just thought about that before you said something. How dare you? <laughs> My bad. God. I'm just kidding. Who cares? I'm such a horrible uh, person. Oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sad for you. Oh, I'm just joking. How like, you? Oh, okay. You just, <laughs> oh, my God. How, how dare you? like bitch i'm fabulous oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway um i am looking forward to seeing what this book says for the rest of it since i have not read it me too um, um i think this is wild <laughs> like Rolk has this like really deep backstory and I was not expecting that it's, from like daddy goat hooves. It well, like for any large villain, Bungie has done that. Yeah. Um. You know, we, we got that with Oryx. We got it with Callus. We got it with Riven. You know, if there's a big villain, like we get their backstory. Right. <clears throat> I just wasn't expecting it to be as as packed with such anger and and seething hatred. Right, right. I think it's great. Like it is. But it's like it's passionate and um I really like the way it's written. The parentheses really kind of throw me like while reading it. Yeah. But it is a good way to kind of delineate like what's kind of like a current conversation and like a background memory. But especially since the background memory is like present tense, which like really kind of fucks me up a bit. <laughs> like, but it's not, it's like current present tense, but like past tense. And I know there's like, uh, it's like past participle or something. I don't fucking know. I'm bad at English. I'm just, English majors. Can you tell me what tense this is in? Because I don't know. I'm a scientist. I don't know English tenses. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how to speak English. It's not my first language. Thank you. Well, judging by what's been on, you know, the cutting room floor, like, you do pretty well. Thank you. <laughs> so now that we've uh, read this, do you have any shout outs? 
Uh, shout out to my work buddy John. He uh, <gasps> he's in the hospital again. Oh no, John! Yeah, he got sick uh, last night, and he <gasps> he just they can't figure out what's wrong with him. So he oh he's God. just in the hospital with his <gasps> switch, and I'm like, dude, focus on getting better. Oh my God, and he, John! I hope John gets better. And <laughs> The sad thing is he messaged me and he's like, so where can I watch season three of Pokemon? Oh, my God. And I'm, I'm sitting there at, at work like, dude, aren't you supposed to be focusing on getting better? I am. By watching Pokemon, obviously. And what are some of the good games lately? <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, yeah. what? <laughs> okay. As someone who's been in the hospital many times, I can tell you this right now. I had my Xbox when I was in the hospital. I played so many video games. Like, that is a thing you do. So. And that's fair. Very true. It, the last. Mm, accurate. The last time I was in the hospital, like, I think I had a Game Boy. Mm -hmm. So, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a thing you do. Definitely. No, that that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah so shout out to john oh my gosh john i hope you <laughs> i hope you get better oh my god what about Poor you john um my shout out is to one of our people in our discord um an army of bees um who's our official <laughs> podcast ombudsman um who he gave himself that title uh for picking tonight's lore book <laughs> Because I panically, panickedly, panickedly, in panic, because I was asking, I was trying to set up the show notes, um, like, earlier in the afternoon, and I was like, oh, God, what lore books have we done? Hello? <laughs> and people are like, I'm like, have we done this lore book yet? And people are like, yes, you did that one last August. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so... Like, have we done this lore book? Because I'm just, just like going through. We have a folder of like all these half made show notes of just like lore books that we haven't done yet. Um, and we haven't cleaned it out in a while. So. Well, because those um, are ones that we actually haven't done. I know, but some of them we have and we just haven't like deleted them from that list. Yeah. So <laughs> I deleted a lot of them. Um, but, uh, bees came to my rescue and like gave me like a yay or nay on a lot of them until we got to this one. And then other people are like, oh yeah, you know, like the armor would go really well with it. And so we're going to do the armor after this one. So, but especially bees, bees was like, oh no, you haven't done that one. It would be really good. And I'm like, thank God. So thank you bees. Um, and then I, you know, have a title official podcast ombudsman. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you for picking tonight's lore bug. Um, and also the other people that helped out. I should actually like figure out who that is because you guys all helped out a lot. Uh, I know Valaragna was in there. There was Yeah, Valaragna was there. Bees was there. Uh, Gorath was there. Hmm, lots of people were there. Doom. Oh yeah, Doom. I love Doom. Doom was there. Zeph was there. Zephyr. Young Zephyr. Young Zephyr was there. So yeah, shout out to all of those lovely people. Thank you, all of you, for your help. Thank you. You all get my shout out this week. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. 
You guys are all very good help. I appreciate it. We have some special things. The audio for this episode was produced by Rendell Zevis. You can find him on Twitter at Rendell Zevis. Uh, the artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. The music in this episode is copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. Uh, if you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Yay. Uh, here's a couple of reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemis at I underscore am underscore Elemis. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. The correct number of stars is five, but you know, like whatever floats your boat. You can join our Discord. The link is discord.gg slash lorehub. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Uh, we have a couple of tiers. Instead of a Patreon, we're using ko-fi. And I don't care what people say, ko-fi is the way you pronounce it. Because I said so. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Say goodbye, all of us. Goodbye, all of us. God damn it. <laughs> Have a good night. Okay, goodbye. Take care. Bum, bum, bum. Goodbye. Otters. Are wet. <laughs>